0: Thank you for tuning in to Trevor Talks Podcast where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. My guest today is a social media mogul online pastor author and a great friend of mine this dude's the original hype man his new book start where you are hits store shelves and online platforms everywhere today and i'm super excited for you all to hear his amazing story ladies and gentlemen get ready for some scriptures and stories with my friend rashawn copeland rashawn what's up my man
1: Trevor, my man, my brother from another mother, but the same father. Come on, that was quite the intro. Come on, thanks for having me on, bro.
0: Bro, I'm excited to have you on. You've been busy over this pandemic. You've got kids. You've been busy. You just got back from the White House. Like, what is COVID? Like, you've still been grinding,
1: (laughs) man. Hey, it did slow us all down, right? It It Hit us by surprise. Yeah. Uh, but I'm so glad, um, you know, one, there was many lessons we both learned in this. You know, yeah. uh, we we're just talking, you know, a few days ago on my ride. I think I was actually going to Tennessee. And yeah. You were down in Atlanta mm-hmm. at that time. And like we've just been processing together. I'm so glad that uh, all throughout these years, like we've been able to have these amazing conversations leading up to these moments we're in now that aren't necessarily easy. But yeah. we know that God's with us through all this stuff, sure. bro. I'm thankful for you your voice and your your heart and uh everything God's doing in your life Trevor. So man
0: man thank you so much for those kind words and like oh, one thing that I want people to know right off the bat is this whole Trevor talks thing that's happened over the past year wouldn't have happened if me and you would have never connected because I was working at AT&T. I didn't really believe in what I was doing, but you are like, bro, you got a message. Like we got to mm. spread this. And you started helping me with social media and just helping me build into my calling essentially. So without those times and I'm talking dozens of hours on the phone and just figuring things out, yeah. like what content's going to work, what um, ideas we should chase. All of that led up to this. So this interview wouldn't have happened without Rashawn Copeland, God, using you to step into that position because I needed that leadership in my life. So thank you so much for being a part of that. But man. Bro, like
1: humble by humble by that, bro, but I know, you know, it takes even, you know, there was many things you poured into me in that moment. Like it truly does take the whole body to yeah. come together. It's not just one of us, but it's all of us come coming together to to build his kingdom and I just think we all have this crazy part uh to play and we've been playing it, bro. So let's yeah. keep playing.
0: Man, so like I said, it's been a busy year from you. You just got back from the White House. Your book came out today, September 1st, man. Wow. Start Woo. Where You Are is in stores <laughs> today. How does it feel to finally launch this thing out?
1: Dude, uh, a little bit anxious, but super excited. I'm Red Bull excited, Triple Shot espresso <laughs> Elated. I'm pumped. But man, at the end of the day, I'm like... Man, Lord, this is what we've been going up to. I hope it just reaches the right people. Put it in the hands that you want it in. And I pray it transforms their hearts. And um, yeah, I'm excited, bro. So thanks for mentioning it. And I pray it is a blessing for those who are listening right now, those who want to read it and buy it.
0: Yeah, and I want to touch on like the whole book is just basing around the simple idea that no matter where you are on your walk, that's exactly where God promises to meet you, even if it's messy. God's called us to start right where we are. So with that Hmm. being said, I know in the book you hit a ton on your story, but where did this journey start for you? Where did God bring you from to the person you are today?
1: Great question. Dude, it started pretty dark in... You know, I like to, you know, share how God oftentimes he meets us in the brokenness, like the place where we're broken, you know, and that brokenness sort of leads us to this place of repentance. Like, dude, I can't do this life without you. I'm I'm hurting. I'm, you know, literally seeing the weight of, of my sin and all the things in my life that are causing me to really, yeah, just be hopeless in life. You're right. Like many yeah. of us, we've been that to that place where it's just like, where am I and why am I here? And mm-hmm. what God was showing me throughout this journey, you know, even at my darkest moment, you know, as I was a high school student at, you know, this really peak moment of my life, uh, I was an athlete and I began dating this girl and I'll just share the story really quick where he sort of met me, but I was, um, in this place where I was getting scholarships from all over the country, it would seem really glorious outside. Like, you mm. know, the lights were on me camera yeah. action, but deep down within me, it was dark. I was struggling with depression. And that's why I'm so thankful for your voice, Trevor, um, and how you speak into these topics. Cause it's so needed. I wish I could have had you as a mentor when I was like 17 mm. year old, Rashawn, mm. you know? Yeah. Uh, to, so even if it was from a distance online, however, on this dark night, um, you know, I was sitting in the car with a young lady, but unbeknown to me, she had an ex-boyfriend that I didn't know about. You know, so all of a sudden, we're in the car listening to "Get Rich or Die Trying." It was an album by Fifty Cent, right? So we're in the car, and I don't think I won't hit it because I'm. <laughs> yeah, he was, you know, listening to some rap Come music on, it was man. crazy. Come on, but what's wild about it, Trevor, is uh. Brrr, Brr, the phone starts ringing and prideful, egotistical, egotistical Rashawn, the yeah. achievement addict, you know, Rashawn, who, who just knew I was on top of the world, quote unquote, uh, pridefully took the girl's phone and answered it for her. Brr, hello. Um, and then when I said hello, this guy comes on saying, hey, why are you with my girl? Why are you with my girl? And that provoked me. My pride provoked me to to go off on him. So mm. I started, you know, being Mr. Negative, talking down on him, yeah. speaking against his name, th- different things like that. And, you know, he was talking back to me. You know how two yeah. prideful dudes yeah. get, you know. So we was going at it over the phone, having a little dog fight. Probably was a cat fight, really. But uh, <laughs> There
0: ain't kidding. no cat meow. about you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do a meow, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but what was crazy, bro, like uh, eventually we got to the point in the conversation where I was just about to hang up the phone on him. But I did make this unwise decision to tell him where we were. Oh, that was man. not yeah. a smart thing to do. No, Right. Not wise at all. Uh, and then out of nowhere, we hear the, this van in. It was like 10 minutes later, you know, and then five guys jump out of the car. And at this point I'm still in the car. So I'm like, Hey, stay here. I got this. So trying to defend the honor of this young lady, mm. I jump out the car pridefully, but yet fearfully. Cause I was, really fearful. There was yeah. five dudes. Come on now. Five yeah. guys. I ain't talking about burgers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was about to get real. Yeah. So I'm walking towards them. They're walking towards me. I'm walking towards them. They're walking towards me. And every step felt like an eternity, you know, because like my mind's racing, yeah. my heart's beating out of my chest. What's about to happen? But yeah, here goes my pr- my pride.
0: Sure.
1: And then as I'm getting closer to them, I'm about five steps away, six steps away, somewhere around there. And a guy, it was in front, which was her ex-boyfriend, reaches for his waistband. He has a pistol. Mm. He waves it in the air. And I didn't know it was a pistol at first. I thought it was probably a BB gun. He can't be real. You know what I'm saying? He can't yeah. be real. Yeah. Uh, so I turn to run. I slip and I fall. He stands over me. <clears throat> <clears throat> Two gunshots rang out. They run. At this point, my heart is just jumping out of my chest. I'm like, what just happened? I seen uh, the flash of a, a, it was a real gun. Were you like, wow, did I just get shot? I didn't know what was happening. My mind was racing. Adrenaline was pumping. I get up to run. I take off running. Now, at this point, I hear the van about to peel back out. And I'm thinking, no, they're going to finish me off. They're going to pull up and and shoot me and kill me. Like, I I mean, I made it out of that first part, it feels like. But, you know, at this point, like, I'm like, I got to do something. So I dove on the left side of the car to hide just in case they wanted to finish me. So as I'm laying on this cold cement, I'm looking up inside the door, the door is open, uh, the passenger door and the young lady is gone. She was just previously there with me, but she's gone now. So at this point, as I'm laying on this cold concrete, I'm questioning everything. Number one, like, where's everyone at? I'm on this cold concrete and I feel this warm blood running up my back and I'm going in a panic attack. I'm scared out yeah. of my mind like, God, I'm not ready to die. I'm not ready to die. And several things went through my head at that moment because so I was so scared, dude. My, everything was on the line. You know, I was at um, a place where I began to question You know, different things like, wow, my coaches aren't here right now. My mm. friends aren't here right now. My crazy cousins aren't here right now. The girl is in here right now. Yeah. I'm here all about myself. But God revealed something to me so beautiful. He was there. And at that moment, I began to say, God, I need you for the first time ever. And that's why I love the book of Psalms. Psalms 40 talks about um, David said, I cried out to the Lord, and he heard my cry. And then he said, He picked me up out of that slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. And then it goes on to saying he he gave me a firm place to stand. But I'm just saying, when I cried out to the Lord, He heard my cry and He helped me in that moment. A guy came out of nowhere, maybe 20 minutes later, which really, again, felt like an eternity. Yeah, because you know it's not roses and rainbows while you're sitting on the ground on the pavement leaking out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's 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 real deal, and you literally you're facing etern- You're facing death right in the face, and it was scary. It was. The and this was pre cell phones. This yeah, was pre-cell pre, phone. Well, well, there was cell phones. It was the Razors, the sight Did you have a cell phone? That night I did, but it was okay. cracked. The bullet oh, actually. Oh, man. Uh, cr- no, no, the cement cracked my cell phone that Oof. night. when I fell on my back to avoid the bullet. Yeah. Uh, but what was crazy, you know, somehow God called a man and I call him an angel. Uh, because of like, what? You know what I'm saying? He came and. He, he he got me at my lowest darkest moment, but it was really the Lord, you know, doing yeah. the work. But um, needless to say, He picks me up. Um, and he throws me in this truck. He takes me down to the hospital. I get to the hospital, and literally all I can think about is like I'm about to lose my life because I lost so much blood, bro. And I was weaving in and out of consciousness. It was real. So they end up getting me back um, to the ICU. And as I'm in this ICU place, I begin to talk to the nurses, and the nurses begin to comfort me. But the doctor came in and said, "We got to get this guy. You know, get him some blood, but also." You know, they start cleaning me up, fixing me up and things like that. So all I had left was just to pray and ask for God Mm. uh, to to free me from the grips of death. And what was amazing about it, Trevor, and I'll end here with this first uh, this first point, but what was amazing about it was. When I see my dad come in that night and he came into my room with my mom uh, after the highway patrolman went to my front door, to tell them their son just got shot down, which was a terrible thing to hear as a parent. Yeah. and Because they, they can't tell you whether I'm alive or dead. All they have to do is share the news and mm-hmm. uh, send them to the hospital. But my dad walks in. My dad has always had that military bravado. I'm strong. you know. I've never seen him cry. He walked into the room. Tears were flowing down his face for the first time ever. And then the first thing that came to mind was like, if my earthly father feels this way, if he's crying like this, how much more is my heavenly father wanting me, wanting me to come to the knowledge of his heart for me and and how much he truly cares for me. Like he's the one that created me in my mother's womb. He set me apart. It's like, it just blew my mind, brother. And then from there, yeah, it was like a unexpected fork in the road that changed everything for me. Uh, but that wasn't my salvation story. I ended up. Well, I guess it may have been, but I ran off and drifted. No, sure. I wasn't disciple. So pre
0: this incident, you knew the Lord, like yeah. Uh, so it wasn't just knew like, of him. Yeah, knew you of knew him. of him, but you finally had that encounter when you were laying on the cold cement.
1: Yes, presence and power that day, because. No one else was there, bro. And he was the last one I could resort to. And mm. I'm so thankful he doesn't come. And that's the message of start where you are. Like he doesn't come for the person who has it all together or the perfect person, but he actually are who we pretend to be. But he comes for who we actually are, mm. which is broken people who need a savior. And that's why Jesus came. And I'm so grateful for that, bro. Like, so I know f- what I could have without? Yeah. Like, a. F-
0: From that position, you did have the opportunity to play college ball. What ended up happening with that?
1: Yeah. So what was really painful and drove me into depression in Mm -hmm. a in a crazy way was because, you know, I thought the place where I was gonna start was gonna be at the University of Nebraska as a student athlete for the Cornhuskers with the big but the moment I was shot down that night, they said they had to take my scholarship. And at that point, you know, I realized that, yeah, everything was over. So it took me into a depression where I started abusing the pills and everything because everything was stripped from me. But by the grace of God, there was an opportunity uh for me to go to ju- junior college and play ball. And that was like another piece of hope that I had that yeah. could lead to something greater. But uh yeah, man, it, it sucked because it really felt like everything I was building my life upon was really it plummeted you know bro
0: and like i've never been shot never been in a position like that but my story is like Mm. i literally had like touring doing all these things that i loved to do thought i was called to do and i ended up struggling with panic disorder
1: oh and it stripped
0: me from it so I had to fight my way back. It's almost like uh, when you hear someone say that they got in a car wreck and they had to learn how to walk again and stuff. Yeah. I had to learn how to live again, man. Woo. Like so, for you, you have your you had your identity wrapped up in football. Yes. You had that scholarship. Yeah. You lose it. You had to learn how to walk again.
1: Yeah, where yeah.
0: where did God take you from there?
1: Love it. Just like you were saying, I love how you brought up it's so important to know what we, what to identify ourselves with. Right. And, you know, we all have that longing for worship as humans. Our hearts are made for worship. Yeah. And the problem is sometimes we choose the wrong things to worship, you know, Mm. and worship is whatever you said, your adoration towards, um, whatever you get your approval from all that stuff. So, um, But thankfully, you know, down the line, he began to strip things and that began to show me, you know, one, the brevity of life that in my life, my life can even be stripped in a moment. Mm. So I started thinking through like, had I died that night, there was a sense of gratitude in my heart, you know, that I didn't die that night. But there was also um, wisdom that came from fear, fearing God now, yeah. He says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, And also, you know, by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. But the part I was missing out on is the importance of being discipled and things like that. I I chose to go. I I knew of God, but because I knew of him and I didn't know him, I I made God was a figment of my imagination. I idolized and I built God in the way I wanted him versus actually Mm -hmm. rightfully knowing who he is. His righteousness, his holiness, his goodness, him being love. I didn't yeah. know anything that like that. I just knew the idea of God. So here's what happened, bro. Like I began to get around those wrong crowds and mm. as I'm hanging out with these wrong crowds, which Psalms one tells you like blessed are those who do not walk in step with the wicked, nor take the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but blessed are those who delight in the law of the Lord. Yeah. I'm delighting in the law of the Lord, so I was living the opposite of a blessed life. So, whenever I got to college, I started sleeping around. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, acting a fool. Uh, I was a, a fun lover. You could call me like a hedonist because anything that would satisfy my passion in a moment, that's what I was going to do. I was going to sure. indulge in that. sure. And this is the thing about sin is that it's fun and it's exciting for a moment, but it truly does lead to death and tragedy. Like, you know, or whatever else, you know, it, it brings, it promises freedom, but it gives bondage. You know what I'm saying? So as I'm wrestling, you know, with this, this idea of what does it look like to to live for God? Um, I would have men of God come into my life who would model it to me. Uh, but there was just too much influence on the other side that kept me away from them, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, Yeah. When I got done with college, man, I went to the military and it got even worse because we have money now. You know, these broke college kids, quote unquote, went from being broke and, you know, still acting a fool in a dorm room. Got you a dollar. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Drinking, sleeping around, doing whatever we want to do. But on the other end, when I got in the military, now... Yeah, got me a dollar, popped in my collar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then it went up to another level. Now yeah. that I have money, dude, let's go to a strip club tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Let's A let's whole st- lot
0: more temptation. It's like everybody wants more money, but when you get it, you just have so much more temptation. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be strip clubs and booze and everything. Like some people are like uh, find themselves addicted to gambling or pornography or drugs, yeah. like, or even trying to chase fame. Like people that, purchase um like fake um social media platforms and stuff they get on there and they're like i'm famous i finally have a million followers and then like three months later instagram cracks it down and their worth is gone and also their however much they spent on that is gone so like why and i want to ask you this question why are so many people so fascinated with the idea of people knowing their name around the world And why are they willing to go through those extreme measures
1: to get it? That's a great question. That's something I have to introspectively ask myself, uh, that critical question every single day. One, am I living for my name? Or am I living for fame? Or am I living to be faithful? Like, I got to ask those questions. Like, you know, God never called us to be famous, but faithful. And also... Am I, Rashawn, are you trying to compete for the glory of God? That's another question I have to ask myself. Um. And you know what? I've noticed myself, you know, really running into Trevor, just to be honest and frank. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I could have this idea, like, or this sort of deal where I'm being driven by the approval or acceptance of men, but God never tells us to live quote unquote for the acceptance of men. He tells us to be God pleasers. What Paul say, he said, you know, what'd he say? He said something along the lines, like uh, uh, if I were a servant of men, you know, how could I be a servant of Christ? Like we're called to please God and an audience of one should be our pursuit every single day. It's harder to live by, but if you are intentional about, You know, really, one, examining your heart even before you post and different things like that. It would be so much smoother, you know, as you go forward uh, with everything you do. But, yeah, hey, if there's anything I'll tell someone out there, listen, don't fight for the applause of men nor protect yourself from the critique of people live from a place of conviction by being carried along by the Holy Spirit of God, by adhering to the truth of his word, live for him in him. Do we live and be, and do we have mm. our being live for him? Yeah. You no. Know, Cause he died for us so we could live for him.
0: Amen, man. And God's been using you in such a mighty way. You started without walls ministries. Yeah. You're, um, uh, I'm so blessed daily. Your wife just started her podcast, Set Apart Daughters. Yeah. So God's using both of you in that introspect of like, okay, it's not just Rashawn, it's not just Denise, it's not just without walls or scriptures yeah. or stories. Start where you are. So many that. projects. Yeah, and crazy. it's and for you, like I feel like one thing that you carry very well is like. Um, the other day you're doing a live stream with Bob Goff, And if I'm not mistaken, y'all got connected because you found his phone number in the back of his book. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I was, I think it was your podcast that I was listening to yesterday. Um, With you and Bob, and I was like, so you mean to tell me Rashawn found his phone number in the back of his book? Rashawn already (laughs) had a platform, but he still had to look in the back of that book for that phone number. And I Googled it, and I was like, does Bob, like, I was like, "That there's no way. Like, he had to have, like, a personal (laughs) copy or something. And sure enough, I got one somewhere laying around here, but there's a phone number in the back of that book.
1: Yes. All of his books. It's crazy.
0: It's crazy. And God has used that relationship for you. Um, and so many other people have had conversations with a man and just left encouraged. So shout out to Bob Goff. I think that's amazing. Yeah, but nec- the next thing I want to talk about with you is once you got into the military and you started finding all of these struggles uh, within the military, what ended up happening next? Where did the transition into Hollywood go?
1: Love that. Great question. Great question, brother. So when I was in the military, I was quote unquote still trying to find myself. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, the problem is if we don't go to the one who made us, we'll never be able to live uh from the true place we were created to live from or yeah. live for the true thing we we're created to live for. So here's the thing again, what I went back to, bro, is one trying to prove a point I was trying to prove to my dad that I could be very successful in the military. Yeah. But because, you know, sort of, um, one, uh, the need for approval, you know, um, in the military put me in a p- place in a position where I was super discontent. Um, sure. and I wasn't, I, I felt like I was there, but I wasn't supposed to be there. So what I did, sure. I said, I'm going to leave. I told my commander, I'm going to leave after I graduate army medical school. I just want to get out the army, whether I a a wall and run away, or I can do it the right way and go through the process of just trying to, you know, separate from the military. Mm. But here's the thing. Uh, They talked me into going in reserve component. I went to reserve component. And then I said, it's time uh, while I'm in reserve to chase my dream, you know, the anthem of American... Even in some places in Christianity, it's like chase your own dream, pursue your own dreams. But also the world tells you to go after, you know, life is short. Go play hard. Go do follow your heart.
0: Follow your heart That is such bad advice. Yes, such bad advice. Like if I followed my heart, like I'd probably be like in my third marriage or something. Like and mind you, I've never been married. I'm (laughs) single as a pringle. Like (laughs) (laughs) uh, but like you know, I I would not want to follow my heart true because I would find myself so astray like God yeah. gives me purpose he gives me a drive. He gives me vision. He gives me words to say yeah. that hopefully encourage people. Uh, um, and it's not even just in the mental health space, like anxiety, depression, like all these things are so real to me. It's why I talk about it so much. Last year, um, almost a year to the day, um, September 9th last year, we lost Jared oh. Wilson. Um yeah. And that Wilson, was so much, like, man. yeah, like it was one of those things for me to get very vulnerable I had finally found that person, like, like the same music as me. Like, you know, like, you find that person that gets you. Yeah. And started um, helping me with blogs and some was going to help with socials while I was doing a tour. And, you know, like, we, it was like we had that connection. And then, yeah. you know, God works in mysterious ways and I think it's crazy how like Anthem of Hope is still being run by Julie and Christian Wilson and uh, Kaylee Housewright like they're doing such an amazing job with that there's some amazing things happening with Anthem of Hope this month which I'm super pumped about Uh, September 1st like today is the first day of suicide prevention awareness month and what better way to kick that off I know that you've had a bout with depression would you mind opening up about that in hopes that somebody hears it and is like, that's me right now. Yeah. If God pulled Rashawn through that, why can't he pull me through that?
1: Yeah. So good. So good, bro. Um, And how can I best explain that? Isn't it crazy? You know, how one, what you were just talking about, Trevor, when we go off our own heart, in our passion our desire for a moment because it felt good and it seemed like the right thing the bible says a, a way a man's way seemed like a right thing but in the end it leads to destruction it leads to a bad path yeah and you know some may feel amazing our feelings are actually you know it, it, there's some good in it but here's the bad part is that our feelings can lie to us at point sometimes you know right yeah. so even though my feelings felt good about going out to LA, I got out there, but my foundation was rocky. You know, I didn't have a firm foundation, but I began to get really successful. I was a hype man for Soldier Boy. Outwardly, I had a G Wagon. I mean, I had the nice house. My vine was popping. I don't know if you remember Vine.
0: I do remember Vine. Oh, I man, never popped on Vine, but you did, yeah. man. You <laughs> were a man.
1: So social media was popping, you know, while I was in L.A., collabing with different YouTubers. Life seemed so good on the outside. I looked successful and everything, but on the inside, I was miserable. Mm. You know, and I remember hitting this, this wall because, you know, my brokenness, the weight of my sin began to just kill me, cripple me. And I love how, you know, brokenness is the place where God, he stops us. He halts us. He kills our progress. He causes us to hit a dead end, which literally is that end that stops us from really being destroyed. Sure. To turn us back around. And I'm so grateful for that. And when I think of it, it's also a place where all that we are, all that we have, all that we do in and of ourselves proves to be utterly insufficient, you know? Mm. And so grateful that we hit those moments because without it, how can we ever see the goodness of God or how can we ever be dazzled by the love of God? Because he comes before we're ready. You Mm -hmm. know, I love that he comes long before we're ready. The Bible says, but God demonstrated his love for us all while we're sinners. Christ died for us. Yeah, He came before we, we, we even knew we needed him. And someone needs that today. Like literally bring your mess to God, because that night, if I didn't realize, like if he didn't put it on my heart to cry out to him, I would have been a dead I would have literally been separated from him for all eternity. But because, yeah, the grace and mercy of God, he met me where I was. So here where I was, you know, I'll give you that depressing, that bout of depression. So I'm sitting in my house. You know, and all my friends had walked away. The girl mm. that I was in love with walked out because she seen I was in an emotional relationship with a girl in the porn industry. Like, mm. and I was in a dark place. You know, sure. I sure. feel so bad about it, but I'm so grateful that God used it. It's but your story, a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So one night, I mean, because everything's gone, and I'm I'm about to take my life. I go down the hall, and I grab the pistol, and I walk back to the room, and it felt like a long walk that night going down that hallway because I was literally there, but I get on my knees, and I'm putting the pistol in my mouth. I'm shaking, like literally shaking. I'm sweating like it's 180 degrees in the house, but it it really wasn't. I was just nervous. and My body was doing all kinds of things. It was a funky night. <laughs> like right. So yeah. I got this pistol in my mouth. I put it down. I'm shaking. I put it back in my mouth. I'm wrestling between the two. Here's the two things that came to mind, brother, as I had that pistol in my mouth. Number one, uh, if I were to shoot myself right now and I don't die, I'll have to endure the same pain I went through when I was 17 years old. And I didn't want to go through that again. Mm. So I better die if I did shoot myself. But then on the other end, I had a you know dichotomy of feelings like it was a wrestle back and forth. Because on the other end, I was thinking, yes, we serve this omnipotent, omniscient, all-knowing, all-seeing God who's infinite in wisdom and knowledge and understanding. He's a loving God, but he's also a holy God. And mm. he's a judge. And am I ready to meet him? Like, if it really happens, am I, ready, am I ready to stand before my creator, the one who made me in his image? Am I ready to do that? And I had to just wrestle and talk and like, and really wrestle like, God, are you here? I wrestle with God like Jacob in that moment. I'm like, mm-hmm. if you're true, show up, show up. I need you, Lord. I need you. And as I'm sitting here and I'm asking God, just show yourself, reveal yourself to me. Here's the beautiful thing. And this is why I'm so pumped about us and what we do digitally. Yeah. The phone on the bed lit up out of nowhere in this dark room. And I was like, "Why? okay. Why
0: are you interrupting me?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I guess I seen the light. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> Steve <laughs> Jobs thought. got you in that moment, bro.
1: Amen. A little <laughs> brink of hope. Uh, but I take the phone. And it wasn't a – I was about to say swipe right. I couldn't swipe right because it was a sidekick. I, I pressed the button. It was a what? A sidekick. You know, oh, man, that you thing know that the, flipped out G-mo, to the side? Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. G-mo, Let's come go. On, brother. <laughs> I had a notification from Facebook. Come on. And as I click on you know, the phone, the young lady, the only Christian girl I followed, and I'm mm. so grateful for her. She was the only one that I met at Baylor years before when I went out to my brother who was a student athlete there. Uh, But I knew she was different. Like, and I would continue to be friends with her specifically online. But when I opened up her, her notification, her post, it said this and I'll never forget it. And I needed it so badly that night and it hit me at the place I needed it most. But it said, Oh, how wide, how deep, how vast the love of God is and nothing in all creation can separate us from this love that's found in Christ Jesus. And when I was reading and reading, I began weeping and weeping. I read it like 20 times that night. And as I read it over and over and over and over and over again, my heart softened more and more and more and more. And at that moment, I was like, God, I give up. I give up. I need you. I need this love that you're talking about. He said, "In Christ, Jesus, this love that in, we can't be separated from this love found in Christ Jesus." That moment, I was like, "How do I get in Christ Jesus? How do I know who? Like, I want to know more about Christ." Mm. So here's the beautiful thing, bro. In um, the, the transition from there, I wrestled with God, but I was so excited because it was a new, fresh revelation. It was like, but, but here's the thing: you don't go from about. On the brink of suicide, about to take your life to roses and rainbows and puppies mm. and skittles and all it's that. It's the beginning very- of a
0: process, but yeah. it's not like a one eighty switch in point ten seconds. I hate exactly. that people are like, I gave my God, a life to God yesterday, and my life still sucks." And it's like, well, it's, uh, I mean, it takes time. are you? It, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, it's not a microwave type of faith. You know, it's not going to be a 30 second ordeal. Slap that thing in a crock pot and be patient. You know, (laughs) that's what you (laughs) got to do. So
1: true. So true. Uh, And here's, bro, I love that. I love that you said that. So I wrestled with God uh, for a little bit longer. I fell asleep, went to sleep um, and didn't even, you know, the nights where you fall asleep. You didn't even know you fell asleep. You just wake up. I had one of those instances and, you know, as I'm laying on the bed, I have this prompting to look underneath the bed. First time ever I had this utterance to like, look underneath this bed and the house I lived in was a beautiful home out in the Valley. Um, But here's the thing. My agency got me that home, that room where I was living in and things like that. And they would typically have people in and out, everything from actress, the actors, the mu- musicians who would come in and out during audition weekends. Uh, mm-hmm. So it would be a lot of people through there. But here's the cool part. When I look underneath that bed, it was a suitcase under there I'd never seen before. And this is that same night, right? And I'm like, okay, all right, guy, you tell me to look underneath the bed and here's the suitcase. So I pull it out. I crack it open. And then I look in, there's these dirty must, the clothes stunk, right? But there was something far greater than those clothes in there. It was this treasure that I didn't even know was a treasure. At that point, I just thought it was some old um, antiquated book, you know, that's dusty and needs a new cover, right? But guess what book it was? Was it the Bible? The B I B L E. Yes, that's the book for me. That's what I stand upon. Yeah, (laughs) the word of God. But but check this out, bro. When I cracked open the Bible, it went to the red letters. And it was these words. And these red letters, unbeknownst to me in that moment, were the words of Jesus. Mm. And it said this He that wants to keep his life must lose it. But he that loses his life for my name's sake, Shall gain it, mm. and then it went off to say this, and this was like oh, it hit me head on like a semi truck. It said this: What does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but yet lose his soul? Mm. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but yet lose his soul? Those head, those words hit me head on, and I it it blew my mind. I I was like wow. It was like that question mark had faded away. Like I knew, it felt like I knew why I was here. It was to know God and to know His purpose for my life. And then I kept reading it, and then it took me to Proverbs nineteen twenty one, and it said, "Many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails." Mm. So we can have many plans. We can have all of these things we want to do. But at the end of the day, God's purpose trumps our plans. Come on. I needed to know why I was created. And so I went back to the one who made me by getting in that word of God, but praying and you know, growing in intimacy with him. But from there, and I'll close out with this uh, story on this, bro. So I, 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 I steal the Bible that night. Whoever Bible it was. As a matter of fact, the Bible is the number one stolen book in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? I it's stole a treasure. It People steal yeah. treasure. Yeah, there we go, bro. There we go. You better preach.
0: I'm, I mean, I'm not defending stealing, but I mean, it, it yeah. just kind of makes sense. Like you, you hear all these pirate stories and <laughs> um, uh, national treasure. Like they're all hunting treasure that doesn't belong to them.
1: Oh, very true.
0: You know, when it comes to the Bible, like I'm not going to say there's an exception with it. But if somebody stole my Bible, I'm not going to file a police report. I'm like, I pray they use it and needed it. You know, like maybe God's using that as part of their story like he did for you.
1: Yeah, true. Love that, Trevor. That's so good. And hey, when I took that Bible, I jumped on the city bus, Mm. random city bus at the end of the street. I left everything. You know, it was like I was that prodigal son who went off to that foreign land um and, you know, squandered my wealth, squandered everything I wanted to do. Um, But I came to my senses. I was in the mud and I was like, mm. even my, you know, father's servants eat better than this. And I finally was at that point, didn't know that was a book or story in the Bible, but it related (laughs) to what I was going through. But I finally get on the city bus. I have this Bible and I'm reading it. I'm reading it. You know, uh, it was fun. It was awesome. But I finally get downtown four hours later after just constantly reading the word of God, finally get downtown and i jump on a Greyhound bus. You know, and I wish I could have said Jesus met me on on, near the Sea of Galilee on a beach somewhere, but he met me in that Greyhound bus. You Mm. know, I felt his presence in that Greyhound bus for 20 hours as I soaked in the presence of God and just was reminded of who I am in him as I read the word of God. And it just changed me, man. And I never looked back from that point. I started where I was and I won't look back now, man. So.
0: Bro, that's crazy. God's given you such an amazing journey that you've walked through, and you He literally took you, and obviously your book name just describes that so perfectly. God used you to start where you are. Yeah. My question for you is for the listeners that are listening to this. Mm -hmm. If they find themselves in any kind of similar circumstance, and maybe they're going through that today, how can they start where they are today?
1: love that, um I would truly just tell you today, um all throughout the scripture, um if you don't have things together, this is what the scripture shows us is that God we love as human beings, we love as people, we love flawless resumes, we mm-hmm. love looking you know at you know the good and perfect side of everyone. However, God came for those people with blemishes and gaps where their resumes don't amount up. Mm. And that's why Jesus said, I didn't come for those who are healthy, but those who need a doctor, who are sick. And I I love how, you know, in the book of Psalms, when David, after he committed adultery, and some even would go to, depending on how you read the text, would even say he committed rape, Mm. you know? Uh, But I love how immediately, he said, "I didn't sin against people. I sinned against God. So mm. I think it's coming to this sense that, dude, like, yeah, I, I hurt a lot of people. I even even hurt myself. But having this sense that, hey, we offended God. Mm. We offended God. But He wants to, yeah, cleanse us of our brokenness. So wherever you are today, you're not too uh, far to be reached. You're not too broken to be fixed. You're not too dirty to be cleansed. You're not too unworthy to be loved." So bring it to God. He wants a broken and contrite heart. That's the greatest thing you can give to him. Come to him sincerely. You don't have to have a perfect prayer. You don't have to, you know, have a certain amount of times you go to a church or a rule book you got to follow. Come to God as you are, and he'll take you where you need to be. And that's my encouragement for you out there today. Start with depression. Start with anxiety. Start with anger. Start with lust. Start Mm. with jealousy. Start where you are. And he'll take you where you need to be.
0: Mm, Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Mr. Rashawn Copeland. His book, Start Where You Are, is available everywhere as of today with a foreword by Mr. Manny Pacquiao. So y'all go check that out. Go listen to uh, Scriptures and Stories podcast wherever you stream your podcast. Go check out Rashawn all over social media. I'm not even going to start sprouting out what social media platforms he's on because he's on all of them. (laughs) Just go look for Rashawn Copeland. (laughs) But we love you, Rashawn. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we will talk to you guys soon. Love you, brother.
1: This is Chris Christensen. And back in 2006, I started a simple project a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible study podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible study podcast on your favorite podcast app.